Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The passion for the world's beautiful game has never been stronger. And now there is one place to get all your insight, analysis, and hot topic discussion. Especially if you're a fan of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy, or their heated rival, LAFC. It's time to roll out the ball and kick things off here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, former MLS goalkeeper Dan Kennedy and soccer broadcast veteran Mark Rogandino. Week five is now in the rearview mirror in Major League Soccer, and that means we turn our attention to week six, but not getting too far ahead of ourselves. Before we get uh, a look at what's ahead, we talk about what has happened over the last week or so in MLS. And of course, it's right here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. My man, Dan Kennedy, former MLS goalkeeper, and my name is Mark Rogandino. We're back, DK. Hey, this is the spring break edition, my man. <laughs> That's right. We had to give everybody a week off. <laughs> We got. We did. We did. And I just want to set the scene here for you because um, I, I mentioned it's spring break. And uh, so I decided to take my family up into the, the local mountains here at Big Bear. Um, I've got everything laid out Big here on the, on the Big Bear. On the countertop, um, the, the snow is, is not great, but it's still going to be fun. I'm going to put the kids on some skis tomorrow. And, oh, wow. um, you know, got a little time in the jacuzzi this evening with the, with the family and, and some, some good food. And so you know, now I'm ready to just knock out the pod. <laughs> Let's knock out the pod. Spring break. <laughs> spring break edition. Still in Belmont Shore, just hacking it out, working hard, hardly working. One but, of us has to do it, right? You know, you know, I was a little jealous when you sent me those photos of the hot tub today. I yeah, you I hit the at, farmer's at, market instead. Hey, that's not bad. And boy, by the way, if you follow uh, Dan Kennedy on Instagram, if, if you haven't, you should. You should. Uh, you should see the the great photos of his family just crushing it in the warm Southern California weather this past weekend in the LBC. Right? Where was Snoop Dogg right. and the rest of the Sublime oh crew? Oh my god! So good. So good. Um, we, some spring weather here. Yeah, week five of Major League Soccer, and wow, some thrashing. Some teams yeah. really got it got it handed to them. And and I feel like when you look at this week. And I know people will say, Rogo, slow your roll. It's early on in the season, but you're starting to separate, like, who is going to be an elite team this season, MLS, and who is just going to be a team that's probably going to run out on 11 every week and not get much out of it. Yeah, you're starting to see the divide. Um, and it's not like, yeah, score lines tell a story. But when you watch when you watch these games, uh, some teams, the reality is, are just further along in their uh, in their season than than five weeks. And uh, LAFC is one of those teams. Um, Kansas City, you know, Kansas City is a team that, man, they perform every single week. And and right now their 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 points or their record don't necessarily show how strong of a side they are. Um, But, you know, with five weeks in, uh, you're starting to piece it together. There's always been the teams that have a hot start or a cold start that'll uh, kind of prove you wrong. Um, but after the after the LAFC thrashing, my I'm, I'm with conviction convinced that uh, San Jose suck. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're fast forwarding to our weekly pickums, you should just start picking against the Quakes. Uh, well, yeah, every, I mean, every single week. It, my my point our, our comp for the sake of our composition comp wow. For the sake of our competition, uh, 
I, that was my strategy with just picking FC Cincy, and then they they jam me up twice because they played a piss poor Atlanta United and got some confidence. And that's why they play the games, DK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just give the listeners a little heads up. It's just going to be you and me uh, rolling solo this week, and it's that's, spring break, dude. It's that's spring a, break. That's, a, that's no. always a good thing. But let, let's let them know uh, we're not going to give any names out, but we have some fantastic guests lined up for the weeks to come, like all-time guests, uh, not just in the world of major all-time league soccer. Legends. And soccer, uh, but people that are also we, remember we're gonna also kind of dip outside the MLS pool and get some guys that are that are soccer followers or are fans of one of the two Southern California teams and uh, yeah, this brings some culture rogues. You yes, know? for sure, for sure, because that's definitely what it's about. By the way, um, the week five scores started for me with one of the best debuts in MLS in a long time, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Toronto FC, whatever. A hangover they had last season after winning the championship. I'm thinking it's going to be gone because Giovinco, who uh, yeah. Alejandro Pozuelo, yeah, Pozuelo came in and just lit it up. Did you see the second goal that he scored against yes. Sean Johnson as yeah. part of the four nothing win? Mm-hmm. You know that what it reminded nasty. you that know what it reminded me of. It, it actually is opposite foot, and he was closer to goal, which makes it more difficult because there's less of a a, a window to to put the ball over a guy like Sean John and net. Um, but it reminded me of Eric Cantona's famous goal for Manchester United, where he was yes. like driving on the Good edge shout. of the 18, stops, hits the brakes, and just dinks one, and he just kind of looks around the stadium like, "What? <laughs> Are you well, kidding me? I mean, well, technically, well, technically so hard, but he was. Um, you have like zone performances from from players like the elites like michael jordan would always talk about what he knew when he was in the zone and when he was in the zone he was like give me the damn ball and and he would just turn it on and you see it basketball is one of the best sports to highlight when guys get in the zone they can take over the game and um he 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 did exactly that for toronto in his debut and then like like ibra uh, on the on the penalty, just having the cojones to go and and just hit a dinker down the middle is it, it takes some stones for sure. Well, the the second goal is is the one that you know I talk I'm talking about first where he he just a la Cantona softly chips it over and just catches the side netting and rolls down in over the over the outstretched arms of oh, Sean Johnson. Incredible. Hey, and hey Sean you've been well, in, like Sean. But, uh, listen, I I've been a critic of of Sean Johnson. I I think he's he's had a a lot of looks at the national team um, that maybe he, you know has been a little bit over his head. But Sean did everything right on that goal. I mean, he moved well. His footwork was perfect. He he almost covers it, but it was a perfectly weighted chip from Pozuelo. And that and that's the thing, right? From from a goalkeeper's perspective, that's the only way probably you're getting beat, beat right there. You're yeah. get, because he's 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 five steps out off his line, right. so he's got the he's right. got the angle play right. set up. So you can ping it as hard as you want, but and a professional key, a professional keeper is going to get get a hand yeah. to it and tip it around the post. But yeah. if you but the only way is he perfectly weights it high and then it just drops in mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. the bar. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. it's almost unstoppable. No, and he was in and there was a goal that was opening. 10 minutes, uh, there was a goal that was called off because of an offsides. He had his hand in on, um, yeah, this, this TFC team, the year that they won it two seasons ago, they had a real like chip on their shoulder, you know, like they'd lost in the final the year before, um, and to Seattle, Stefan Fry's golden save. Um, and they played with like a real like 
chip that they had to win every single week. And um, they they seem to have gained a little bit of that back where they, they have a little nastiness to them. And, and so if Toronto FC has gained it back, uh, Atlanta United has lost it all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, what is going on? Dude, how do you, how, how do you go how do you go being like one of the most dominant te- dominant teams in the league uh, a season ago? And granted, you know we talked about it last week here on the podcast. You lose Almiron, but he couldn't have meant that much. I mean, yeah. I know he was a big piece, but he couldn't have meant that much. I mean, you, you have Barco, you have Vijalba, you have Joseph Martinez, the, uh, Darlington Nagby is gra- right. gra- Julian. Gra- I mean, you have players, and even going further, you have Brad Guzan back there. He's no right. slouch. Stop, stop him penalties. What yeah. is going on? Yeah, I, I can't quite – I can't put a put a pulse on it. I mean, the only thing I can say is that – so Frank DeBoer takes over, changes the system slightly, and with that system change, you now uh, – the players um, maybe lose a little bit of their confidence and question, like, why are we changing after we just won a championship and we've lost our best player and our second best player in El, El Maron. Um, and then it, the season starts off very poorly and, and they looked, uh, in, in early on in the, in the champions league, they looked ill prepared, uh, for those games. I mean, this was a team that was, that, that was at the top of major league soccer performances weekend, week out last season. Right. Um, it was every single time they touched the field, it was like, man, you know, they're coming. You better, it, you, if you're going to get a results because you've either parked the buses or, or you you were a little bit fortunate on the day and you took your chances. And um, ever since those first two games in, in, in CONCACAF Champions League, uh, it looked like the, this team was questioning uh, the tactics that uh, DeBoer was trying to um, bring into the side. And now they've just lost their way and they seem hard on their luck and they're doing they're making silly mistakes in the back um, that, that you just wouldn't have seen uh, last year. And now you start because of the poor result and performances, what do you do? You start shuffling the lineup and well, Michael Parker's on the bench, Breck Shea on the bench, bench. Laurentowitz on the bench. And, and aside from Breck, Breck Shea, Parkhurst and Laurentowitz were cornerstones in that team. Every single lineup, right down Um, the spine, right down down the the middle. And now you're going, well, uh, they're old. And this is, I've seen rogues. I've seen this time and time again, new coach comes in Things don't go well, and what does he do? Starts taking out the vets, starts taking out the guys with the, something to say in the locker room, and it's a it becomes a massive issue, and it becomes a problem in that locker room, and 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 this could be a slippery slope um, that that this team slides off into, and you know kind of reminds me of of the year that that Ziggy Schmidt left uh, Seattle in the right. middle of the season, where it was just like you know what something something went sour. There was a loss of belief between the players and the coaching staff, and it needed a change. And it didn't even need to be a great change. It just needed a change to bring the team back around. Uh, what's going to be interesting, and this is going to kind of start to test Carlos Bocanegra's next step, right, is, okay, mm-hmm. you, you, you started to pull the strings. You can manage agents. You can bring in good players. You have a good eye for talent. Um, you, you've developed a really nice roster here, incredible support, obviously. But now you got to deal with coaches, man. Ooh. So he's he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get battle tested here. This is a see how resilient and resistant he is to and, and how much belief, frankly, he has in, in DeBoer. 
I mean, and, I, it, it's I'm I'm like get your popcorn ready, buddy. I love watching this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those for those that, that didn't see the scoreline, it's uh, Columbus getting their internationals back, and Crew SC get a two nothing win against Atlanta United. Um, and I think you have to tip your hat also to Caleb Porter. You wondered what would happen with the crew given the off season circumstances. Right. How they they almost lost the team. They have the team saved. They stay in Columbus. Uh, you know, obviously Greg Berhalter moves on to the national team, and now all of a sudden you have Caleb. The Porter step in. Yes, he's had success in this league, but it, but it's a whole it's a whole new ball of wax, right? And and uh, by the way, I called that one last week that I said they get their internationals back. That was my wild card pick. That uh, yes, I said two one, I believe. Well, but it buddy, was I didn't. I just. I, it's hard. It's still. I mean, I still have a hard time betting against Atlanta. You know, I and, agree. And, and Caleb, agree. the one thing Caleb is. This dude is so competitive, and. Right. And that's one thing, right? If you're and and if you're really competitive, you can get a lot out of your players in a way, right? You you the passion you drive in trainings and the demand when you're that competitive can can really inspire some players on a short term um, scenario. And this is uh, yeah, I mean this is why he won in Portland. This is why he won in college soccer. He understands the MLS landscape. And um, yeah, I, I to me it doesn't surprise me that he's gonna he's gonna kind of take that team and run with it because Burhalter worked so hard to get that team tactically um, where it is attuned. You know, like that's it, like they understand how to play some football and that and their, large, sti- and their style and their personnel. Right, right. And now Caleb's gonna take that. He he he's he's really coming into an environment where okay he's gonna take that and he's actually gonna de-risk the the system a little bit not possess is as dramatically as um, Burhalter likes to do and it 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 may be more successful to be honest in this league. We'll see as as it unfolds. I like their I will say this I like their front five. Uh, yeah. Robinho in there, Giassi Zardes up top. Um, having let's see who they have. Will Trapp sitting is more of a defensive. Uh, Pedro Santos, the thirty year old uh, Portuguese player, he's in there. So I, I like I like what they have as far as going forward and attacking options. Let's focus in uh, on the two SoCal teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll start really first with Saturday. <laughs> you yeah. already said it. You already said San Jose sucks. Yes. So I'm not telling you anything new here. Yes. Uh, I think Mat- I think Matias Almeida. We talk about the the struggles in Atlanta for for DeBoer, but yeah. I think Matias I think Matias Almeida is in trouble. Yeah, how could he not be? I mean, the entire the the entire executive staff should be in trouble. Um, he he's he's the one that they brought in to to kind of right the ship here. And uh, it's gone from bad uh, to worse. And uh, Almeida is probably thinking um, maybe this wasn't the best idea. Uh, the nice thing for, for him is ma- managers in Mexico get turned over after six to ten games all the time. And right. so he's going to go back down there and get another job just because he's going to say, you know what, I, I got a team that was average and uh, we made a bunch of offseason moves that didn't really work out. And I had no control the whole time. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a joke. But, but um, you know, you know, I don't, I don't understand things, DK. Like uh, Nick Lima comes back from his time with the U.S. You, national you, team, and he does, he you don't even play. put him in the starting lineup. He has to play. I mean, unless maybe, you know, the only instance that I can see that him not playing in this game is that he's like, listen, um, I got, I got a growing strain. But why is he even in the 18? Exactly, though? exactly. So he's not. He by being in the 18, it tells me he's fit enough to play. Um, to me, I throw him in the lineup immediately. Um, and then I just, and it's because I was a goalkeeper in this league 
And I and I had great goalkeepers on my team time and time again between Guzon and Thornton and Tim Melia and and uh, time and, and and like I was in Dallas and it was me, Jesse Gonzalez and Chris Seitz. And um, time and time again, I look up and I see goalkeepers in this league that have no business starting in this league. Daniel Vega. I mean, the the he opens the floodgates for LAFC, comes out, whiffs on the ball. Like th- th- I haven't, I don't see this in a, in a college game, you no, know, and, 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 and that's a tough mistake for any team to recover from. Right. Right. Well, in the, when, in the first so this half, is, this is something I actually have experience with is playing being a goalkeeper on a, on a terrible t- side. And, and the one thing you couldn't do is like, okay, just make <laughs> it hard. Chivas USA. <clears throat> Chivas USA. Just make it hard on them. Just make it hard on them. Don't give them anything up. You know, because the minute you gave something up as a goalkeeper, everybody's heads go down and you can see it. This this San Jose side's done, man. Done. You have you have to think, though, he has to give Andrew Tarbell a, a, a start after that performance. Yeah. yeah like but like there could there could be household like whoever, changes. Yeah. Yeah. And and Tar the, the problem is, is I've seen Tarbell play and, and, and he hasn't necessarily ever gone and and grabbed the job. You know, so I, I go I fall back on whoever's leading that ship there and there's a few hands in the pot. It's probably time for them to shake up the whole thing. Well, let's, let's not focus too much on San Jose here, but but let's go over to L.A. <laughs> LAFC for a minute. So so Tyler Miller gets his first shot out of the season. Yeah. Uh, LAFC get their I don't first think he made a save. Season. I don't think he even had to make a save. Those are the best shut out. I, I want to say I want to say he maybe faced like three. <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers right now. He had officially two saves and right. he probably he, he, he probably had shots outside the 18. Dan, well, Danny Hooson had when he came in as a sub, he had two chances in the second half and like the last 15 minutes where Tyler had to come up with a solid B plus B plus save, you know, to make sure that he keeps yeah. the shutout intact. Um, but when you look at LAFC, the one thing I would say going into this game and obviously I see them on a regular basis is when you look at a game on paper, DK, and you think, OK, this is no doubt this should be a three nothing game. This should be a four nothing game four one game. It right. doesn't always play. It does in this league. It doesn't always play out that way. Right. But boy, did it. Boy, did it this past Saturday. Yeah, and a, a, a Twesta playing a little bit deeper lying role um, adds to the attacking element of this team. Um, and his 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 forward pass to break lines um, to open open the scoring up was was just brilliant. Um, again, I you look down and you're like, well, Christian Ramirez is on the bench. I guess Diamande's starting. Oh, Diamande's on the bench. I guess Christian Ramirez is starting. I mean, they have so many different weapons they can use and and hurt you. And and I mean that just breaks teams down when you go, okay, Diamande, you get 60 minutes, go out there and and work as hard as you possibly can, and then we can bring on Christian Ramirez. Flip flop, no problem. And then yep. Carlos Vela, I mean, he he's to to, to date league MVP, which isn't that saying much goal, after five that weeks. The third but goal was ridiculous, and it's the same as he did again. We've seen it before, right? It's not. But it's it was not like deep. We have, it was deep. It was even deeper deep, out though. Like he normally right. is right on the edge of the 18. This right. one is 25 yards out, right. and his his first touch, Dan, is away from the 18, almost mm-hmm. diagonally mm-hmm. back toward the far yeah. sideline. Yeah. And, and and then he bends it into the upper corner like with right. it, it, it bends 15 yards left to yeah. right. And, and, and it's like think, your slice. I, I think, yeah, it's me. On, <laughs> it's me on the first tee box. I think Vega, um, he again, like if you're switched on here as a goalkeeper, Tim Milia, um, Stefan Fry, they're already kind of seeing this. Carlos Vela at Cheating, that angle right? can't he can't come across his body. 
And from 23 yards out, if he does, you're going to cover the near post. And because you have a better angle on it. So you can you can you, you just kind of see this happening. And to me, he's just his, his lights, the lights, were, the lights were off or maybe the lights were on. Just no one was home. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's, hey, folks. That's why you come here to see us on the Believe Sports Podcast Network, because you're looking for those types of analogies and you're looking for that type of MLS goalkeeping analysis from my man, Dan Kennedy. Um, and and la- last thing, you know. How many other teams in this league, Dan, when, if just off the top of your head, have the ability to get their outside backs a la Jordan Harvey and Stephen Betashore in the in the attack the way that LAFC does? And case in point, Beta scoring again right. against his former club as he right. did last year in San Jose. Right. Yeah, and you could see it actually meant something to him too. Um, the it, it's it's the lockdown of Segura, Zimmerman, and Kay, and that's what allows him to do it. And then also the opposing the opposing teams are so concerned about what the hell is going on with Rossi, Blessing, Vela, and Diamande that you you have to play conservative. And then that space opens up for Beta, it opens up for Harvey, and they get to just flip flop. And and at times they'll even send both of them. I mean it's uh it, it kind of reminds me of um, Arsenal when Arsenal were really good um, and actually Ashley, Ashley Cole, Cole in his prime. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Ashley Cole, and on the on the far side it was Laurent, um, another a French player, and uh, man, they would just attack and attack, and it was because two things, man, they had a freaking beast in in Pat, Patrick Vieira and in, in, in midfield that right. allows you to to kind of cheat as an outside back because this guy's going to cover all kinds of ground, Mark Anthony K, and then you have possession and tempo uh, in you the attack. Gazelle and Thierry yeah. Henry run, yeah. running yeah. running up front. front. And, and, and the possession and the tempo and disrupting the other team's uh, defensive structure makes in, – in this game, it made Espinoza and Erickson drop back and Godoy's chasing, and then it allows those outside backs to release. But, I mean, this yeah, this LAFC team's got a lot about them. Rossi adding uh, the fifth goal with his third of the year, Diego Rossi, the young Uruguayan. Uh, he's got plenty of pace, and, man, can he can – he, the only thing I'm – I will say this. Diego Rossi is going to get called out for a bunch of his diving tactics and yep. he's, he's going to get a bad, I love the kid, but he's going to get a bad rap for the way that sometimes he, uh, he takes a little contact and just almost gets an Oscar out of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, when, and, and this is, this is an issue in the league. It's an yes. issue everywhere to be fair. I mean, the uh, Salt Lake um, uh, FC Dallas game, uh, this happened where there was a headbutt incident. And it's like, there's, I understand there's head to head contact. If the referee wants to uh, send the player off for, for, for making that contact, fine. But don't be the player that takes a little nudge forehead to forehead when you're standing there and, and falls to the ground. I mean, what is that? Right. What is right. that? Right. You know? And there's, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're spot on, DK, and the fact that. It's not just in Major League Soccer. You know, yeah. this is this is something you're seeing across the board in the world of football right now. And then for me, there's just no place in the game. If if someone commits an egregious foul like that and actually does headbutt you or comes in with right. a bad tackle or gets an elbow up across your throat, you're going to go down if it hurts you, right? There's yeah. no need to just make it up sometimes yeah. and try yeah. and draw that straight red or try, you know, and, and it just it just slows the game down, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to Sunday's Galaxy game. Uh, back at home, and the, you said you said it. You said the Lion is back, and uh, he's going to make a difference. And boy, did he! But my immediate reaction then is, 
how good can this Galaxy team be if they don't have Zlatan on the field all the time? Right. And that's the, the scariest thing for their season right now is you kind of watch a game and you, you in a way you hold your breath. Right. It's like, OK, as long as he's uh, oh, is he OK? All right. He's good. You just kind right. of hold your bre- you just kind of hold your breath with him. Um, but it, when he's in the lineup, um, I can't I can't not take this team. Uh, and then the one thing everybody's saw, better for it. Everybody, yeah, yeah. every, every Dude, other the, player the, the on back, the field is the, better for it. The, the back hill from Alessandrini to the, to, for the ball to be played into Ibra, who then draws the first penalty kick, um, is ridiculous. And, and it's ridiculous from Alessandrini and that he has the vision and ability and technique to pull this off. But the reality is, is Alessandrini is not making that kind of pass if Ibra's not on the field. Right. Right. He's not like if no nothing against Pontius. I mean, if Pontius was was playing the number nine in Dallas and he he worked his he worked as hard as he could for the team. And uh, and but still, he's just not demanding that kind of presence in in the box. And and um, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I if if something happens to him, um, this team will be really tested. Um, it, you know, it was it was noted in a lot of the postgame comments, and I think even Scalotto said it, that the Galaxy manager, that this was the first time this season he was able to feel this type of strength in his lineup, right, with, with mm-hmm. Leggett, Dos Santos, right. Alessandrini, mm-hmm. uh, Ibrahimovic obviously in there. Yeah. Um, and, and so – Again, it just makes me question. I and I think that's a real like I like that top five. I don't know that I don't like. I almost feel like Joe Corona should sit a little bit deeper, and I want Legette in a little more of an attacking role. To be yeah, honest, for me, that's not for a bad me, shout. Yeah, for me, but because Legette is a, is a go forward player. Um, right. But but that's you know, not I'm a bad sure shout. That, I mean, it I'm may sure be, they can it, work that out over time. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure they do, there is a, some certain sense of fluidity in there. Um, right. That should, there should be some inter interchange. The one thing, and I've seen these two guys train together and play together an awful lot is Dos Santos and Legette's relationship out there is, is nether level. Like they know, like they can, um, do these little cheeky back heels passes and just kind of know each other's spacing. Um, Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins used to have this relationship where it was like, dude, there, there is like street soccer in a way right. where you, you, you right. just kind of, they, they can make your head spin because they, they're both just creatively on the same page. And as Joe Corona fits in there, um, the, the biggest thing for me for the galaxy, and I've talked about it probably every podcast, but is their, their speed, right? And now these three guys are getting the, the possession piece together in midfield, and now they're starting to control the game a little bit. And that was, I mean, that's that that's what I really helped them against Portland because Valeri and Blanco uh, were just less and less relevant as the game went on, and they started getting their touches. Um, but man, the other player I like is is Antuna. Yes. He's just a little, he's just a little squirrely player, man. And just a little he's guy. Slippery. He's just slippery. And, and uh, yeah, he, uh, Eric, Eric Avila 2.0, um, in a way. Avi's going to love that shout. Yeah. He's going to yeah. love that shout right there. He better yeah. be listening. He better subscribe. I'm gonna, you better make sure he's subscribing. <laughs> well, I was texting with Avi this week. It's kind of why he reminded me of him. But he's just that tiny little squirrely player. And Avi's right back now. And he's telling me the older he gets, he keeps moving further back. I said, get, get, your, go- get your goalie gloves out. You know, the the thing that Galaxy fans have to be excited about is the fact that 
Last year, you never really got to see a fully budding partnership between Alessandrini and Zlatan. Yeah, you're right. Um, right. You wanted to see that. You wanted to see the Alessandrini of two seasons ago when he first came in the league, and he he absolutely exploded. Right. I mean, he was he right. was uh, an assist and a goals guy. Right. Um, but because of injuries, though, last season and obviously the way the season went for, for L.A., he never really got to that level. And especially when Zlatan came and joined the team, then it became all about Ibrahimovic and, and what he's doing. And, and But if that partnership can become really strong and then other guys can work around them, that's going to be something dangerous for the Galaxy for this season, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And Alessandrini just kind of fell out of favor, too. So last year was really tough in which he, he carried the team that first year he came. Um, but – you know, the, the other thing that that should be said is is there with without having Giovanni Dos Santos, there's just less of a selection headache. Right. And and right. Gio and Alessandrini did not complement each other's play at all, period. I mean, they're both great. They're both. I mean, Alessandrini is slightly more consistent, but they're both good players um, that can help a team. But they were the same player left, like dominantly left footed. Um, and, likes to drift out, likes to right, drift out wide drift. with the sideline right on their right. back, and, and, and not not position. necessarily yeah. a, a defending wing winger, you know. So you can't, you just it, it didn't, it was never, a, it was never a good uh, partnership in, in the structure of Major League Soccer. All right, so so week five is behind us. Um, this is the moment in the podcast when you're allowed to take take a little sip of your beverage. <laughs> uh, no no comment on what's in there. Um, and we turn to. We turn to week six, and it actually starts with the Galaxy with a little Friday night affair up at uh, up in BC against the Vancouver Whitecaps, who I think, as we started the show talking about the haves and the have-nots, for me, Vancouver is clearly a have-not. Yes, they got their first point of the season uh, in a game that you picked Seattle to blow them out, but we'll talk about that in a minute uh, in a nil-nil game with the Sounders. But I, I just I just don't see I don't see that they have enough to to be a contender in the West. No, no, they don't. And really, uh, the last game against Seattle was just about stopping the bleeding. And sometimes the best way to stop the bleeding is to play a a, a, a rival or like a, you know a, the Pacific North the, Northwest Cascade, rival, Cascadia, Cascadia uh, Cup, you know, yeah. rivalry that goes right. on up there between right. all those teams. I mean, so there, there's, Seattle, there's a little Vancouver. bit. There's just a little bit more in those games, and I think that's that's probably why you saw like a Russell Tybert in the in the lineup. Um, to to create a little bit of that, you know, what Vancouver is about, and we don't lay down for, for certainly don't lay down for these these teams in the Pacific Northwest, Portland and Seattle. Um, Port, I mean, Seattle could have won this game e- easily. Oh, I'm waiting for I I am waiting for Vancouver to put Zach McMath in goal. Um, I I just haven't seen anything out of out of Maxime Crepe. Uh, the, the French Canadian, the, the French Canadian uh, goalkeeper, to make me think that he's not ahead of uh, that he's ahead of Zach McMath. No sure. chance. No, absolutely no chance. Um, and when you haven't won, when you haven't won a game, that's also adds another you know layer on top of it of like, well, maybe we we try something different. Maybe we try try a change in goal. Right. Well, and they, yeah, I think they I think they should sooner rather than later. Um, and then Freddie Montero, man, I mean, it's amazing how clinical this guy was uh, as a sounder. Uh, but you have to remember that was a very good sounders team. <laughs> and, and, that, it, and that was it, a long time ago, Dan. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And you, I mean, Montero's 31 now. It's not, it's not like he's, he's over the hill. But 
um, surely more comfortable in where in his career. He's got a cut. His, his pockets are a little bit heavier. Um, and, and that's not from anything other than money, uh, Rose. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I'm not questioning like, you know, his motivation or whatever, but it, as a Ford, you need service, man. And he's just not getting it. Let's, let's, let's throw a little audible here. Uh, we, we talk about the picks always at the end here as we like to throw a little wagering effect into the podcast here on Believe Sports Podcast Network. So why don't we do this as we go through each of these games this week, DK, we yeah. go ahead and make our, make, our predi- make our predictions as well. How, how do you see it playing out Friday night up there in Vancouver? Uh, 7 p.m. West Coast time is the kickoff uh, between a winless Whitecaps team. And a team in the Galaxy, I mean, they've played four. They've won three. Uh, I, I like the Galaxy's chances. What, what's your prediction? Yeah, I like their chances too. And I think it I think it is actually dependent on Ebra. You have to remember he's coming off a, a, a Achilles injury, um, played a large part in the game against Portland last weekend, and now travel game on Friday up to Vancouver and to play on the worst uh, AstroTurf in the league. So um, I don't know if he's – if he's going there and he I'm said make- that after, he said after the game, he, he was very clear and direct after the game. Yeah. He said, I came here to help this team to win. Right. I didn't go last year, but I'm going this year is what yeah. he said after the, right. after okay. the win okay. this past weekend. So what, what I should have said is I, I don't, he's going there. I don't know if he's going to play right. or play or start. And he, maybe he comes on as a sub. No, mm. All that being said, I still think galaxy win this game. Um, it's going to be a matter of, okay, do you nick a two, one win and you're gritty and, and you're scrappy and, Ibra comes on late or or doesn't play at all, or do you kind of take control of this thing from the start when when two or three nothing, uh, and, and you're in you're in cruise control? It, it's a, it's a tricky game. Maybe Vancouver feels a little bit better that they found a game plan just to try to not get scored on, and that's the game plan. Um, but Galaxy should take it. I'll say two one firm. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it back just a little further and just w- in line with what you just said, that Vancouver is going to play um, – I don't want to say park the bus, but they're going to be a team that's going to say, hey, we yeah, are not going to – we're at home. We're not going to get scored on. And so I think the Galaxy actually go up and win this one one nothing. I could see Ibra even just playing 55 minutes, right, 55 an hour Right. And 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 then maybe coming off, but I do like when you point out he could come off the bench and be a 30-minute sub, you know, after guys are worn down a little bit in the second half, right? Um, but I and I could I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case that he's the guy who gets the game winner, to be honest. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a one-nothing scoreline with the Galaxy winning that one uh, Friday night up there in Vancouver against the Whitecaps. So then we turn to Saturday, and Saturday. We have LAFC traveling to Audi Field to take on DC United. And by the way, DC United in the East looking very strong. Uh, I think they are a have for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very strong. What they, a working uh, matchup, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, this is going to be a great game. I'm, I'm glad it's on Fox, and I think it's on the big Fox, like you know, eleven. Um, and the. This 11, should in be, our, 11 in our area. So in our area. Orange. That's right. We have listeners all over the United States. <laughs> Maybe even the world even. Um, <laughs> That's true. Call so, your friends, people. Call your friends. Yeah. So uh, this can be a hard-fought match. I, I, I'm going with a tie. I think LAC go there and, and, and nick something out of it. Maybe disrupt um, uh, DC's, DC's pattern play a little bit. Um I, I think after you go and and get points on the road like they like LAFC did in San Jose, it, you start to play with house money, 
right? And yeah. you start to be like, well, fuck, who cares? If we're on the road. Let's 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 go get some points. Let's have some fun here. Um, it's gonna be a good match. I'll, I'll definitely be uh, tuning into that one live, not on not not on the DVR. Yeah, that's uh, that's noon Saturday. Or the correct. YouTube channel. It, it, it is on Network Fox. Uh, so uh, yeah, Channel Eleven for us SoCal. Uh, <laughs> 7-Eleven if you're uh, yes. Spectrum. <laughs> um, the, the only thing where I'm really suspect here is they have a lot of firepower, they being D.C. United, as does LAFC, of course. But, but uh, you know, that Acosta, Rooney, um, and I love Bill, uh, when Bill Hamid really? is on, you know, it's a good team. It's a good team, you know. Yeah, it's a good team, and and Burn Bomb's been been really solid at at the back, and this Lu- Lucas Rodriguez is a cheeky cheeky little player. Um, Ari- Ariola is a, is a guy who can yeah. all of a sudden flash him from yeah. overlapping runs from yeah. wide positions. Yeah. But I um, mean, literally, it, what, what's going to be interesting here is both of these teams are thriving thriving in the attack. So um, it, it's it's a matchup in the end, and. Um, one I'm always, you know, really curious is to see how Bob Bradley lines teams up for, for when he's playing opponents. Cause Bob Bradley's not the coach that says, well, if you win on, on, on Saturday, the same starting 11 is there the next Saturday. That's not the type True. of coach he is. He'll, 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 he'll mix it up. So I'll be, I'll be interested to see what his lineup is for this game. Yeah, I mean, I could, if if uh, Lee Wynn is back and healthy, you wonder if he might be slotted back into the midfield um, alongside Atuesta and Mark Anthony K. You can you can for sure pencil those two in there. There's no question in my mind that the way those two have been playing early here in the season that they will be in there along with uh, Vela, of course. But again, as you pointed out earlier here on the pod, could it be Christian Ramirez gets to start and Dio comes off the bench because he hasn't over the last couple of games been making like the the type of impact we saw from him last season. Um, so I am actually going to go. Whew, did you give me a score? I'm going to give you a score first. You didn't give me a score yet. I'm going to give you a Tied. score first. So I'm I'm going to say at out. At Audi Field on Saturday, these teams tied 1-1 last year at Bank of California Stadium. Oh, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. out west. Um, oh, it's so tough. I'm going to say 2-2. <laughs> yeah, I think there's goals in the game. I agree with that. We're lining up evenly. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you know, you're, you're not going to make up any ground on me if you get yeah, the same I, score. Yeah, no problems. I'm not going to lose any either. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it, Dan Kennedy. I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so then, of course, each and every week, if you haven't joined us here on the podcast, we always pick a wild card game, right? We always pick something that is another game that we see, hey, this is a surefire game. If you want to wager a little money, that's up to you. Uh, you could have won money on me the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Dan, Ken- Dan, Dan Kennedy had uh, Seattle winning last week 2 nothing. Uh, against uh, who's cool, that? On the cooler right yeah. now. Yeah, against Vancouver, and uh, obviously that was a nil-nil game. So uh, you didn't get any points for that. You got a point for LAFC's win. You got a point for the Galaxy's win and the score correct. So you picked up a total of three points last week. Uh, I got a point. I got a point for LAFC's win. I got a point for the Galaxy's win, and I got a point for the Crew's win. So uh, I too got three. I too got three sick. points. So I'm still ahead by three in the in the points column. Yeah, I'll make that up this week. Um, but nice I'm, gonna, I'm doing I'm, a bunch I'm, of picks. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose your uh, I'm gonna go with your pick from last week and I'm gonna take the Sounders this week. They're at home <laughs> at CenturyLink and they're 
<laughs> they're they're playing Real Salt Lake, who uh, right now is a mess. They're fragile. They're just they're, fragile. They're, huh? And on the road up there, especially since it was zero zero last week for yeah. Seattle, um, I, th- I I see the Sounders winning this game three nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's bold. I mean, I after typically teams respond after poor performances. Um, Salt Lake got their you know four two loss to Dallas. I think that they'll respond. I don't I don't think that that game will be that much of a landslide. That's not going to be my pick. Um, I good, do think good. Seattle. Thank I don't. I, I do think Seattle will win. Um, so I'll I'll say I'll say two one win for Seattle there. I think uh, I think Salt Lake will have something to give them. Well, you're um, picking the same game. No, no, no. I'm just giving you that okay. pick. Just, just. Okay. I'm just giving you that score. That's a free. Not. That's a freebie, folks. That's a freebie. <laughs> it's a freebie. Seattle's gonna win that game. Um, the uh, game that I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna go with your pick last week. Columbus at home against a very poor New England. Um, synergy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just grasping at, at straws here, trying to figure out uh, how, how I'm gonna claw back those three points. But I feel like this is the week to do it. In um, Columbus, DK. yeah, yeah, Columbus, dude, New England just, yeah, not not liking their game. I not liking uh, my boy Friedel's co- comments about players, ex players, everything. Um, mm. But I'll take Columbus three one. Okay, okay, so Columbus three one. Uh, by the way, you you made that mention right there. Uh, I saw a lot of Twitter flow going regarding Brad Friedel and and, and talking about. How you know it doesn't mean enough to players? They aren't ridiculed in the streets. They aren't yeah, followed out to the park. They aren't followed out to the parking lot uh, to their cars because you know it doesn't mean enough. I I, I would I, uh, there's a part of me that agrees with that, Dan, and you can speak to it way more than than me because you played in this league for for a decade. Uh, you know it's it, it is there, but remember you're talking about leagues that are over a hundred years old, right? And have when, when you're talking about European leagues, South American leagues. Leagues that are 100 years old and that culture, as you used the term earlier, has been developed over a century. It's just not. Yeah, I, but I, but Rose, what I would say to that is that, you know what, the fans probably care more. The, the fans might, the, the fans at those clubs might care more. But you, there's going to be players at every single one of those clubs that care a whole hell of a lot. And then there's going to be a handful of guys that don't give a shit. And that's the reality right. of it. I mean, I played in I, I played in, in in the USL in Puerto Rico, and then I played in the Chilean league, and then I played in Major League Soccer for a boatload of years. And on every single team I ever played on, there was a handful of guys that didn't care enough, in my opinion. But what you don't do is you don't go out and make a bunch of generalizations like, ah, oh, no one in like no one in this league cares. The you know the incentives aren't there, and uh, that 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 that's just you're gonna you're gonna ruffle some feathers. And it was in a, he would he would probably take those. Oh, well, maybe not. I don't know if he'd take those comments back, but um, I, I certainly know that uh, that there was uh, throughout my career there was you know I could see how much it meant to guys I, on a weekly basis when you show up to training on Tuesday and everyone's so pissed off that you got clean you got the, your clock cleaned in front of either uh, seventeen thousand or thirty three thousand people and studs are up and in, in in training and competition day you kind of get a sense of who cares, right. Right. And, and and I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of times you 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 walked out of that locker room after a loss seething, seething or even maybe if you if you conceded oh, one late and what should have been should have been should have been a win and turned yeah. to a draw. Yeah. And and you yeah, you probably couldn't sleep. You didn't want to go home and talk to your wife. You didn't you didn't want to do anything. You know, you yeah, just make, wanted you, to it'll make, it'll make you just make you sick. 
It, it literally, right. it literally, it would make you physically sick. Um, and I'm sure that I'm sure Brad has plenty of those guys in his locker room. Right. It's just that, as you and, and you said it, it's just making the generalization that the whole group. Uh, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had to have a you know closed door meeting to say, hey, this is kind of what I meant. And you yeah, know, well, I, and that's it. Is like the the first thing you have to understand when you're the coach is is how is how everything you say is going to affect your players. Assume every single right. one of your players is reading every single word that you say in the press conference that they're not sitting in on. Um, and so with a team that is searching for identity, is that the best way to motivate them? Well, they got a result on the weekend, but this is a long term. This is a long season, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, that that's that's going to help you win games. Um, but all that being said, Columbus are going to take down New England, no problem. <laughs> By the score of three to one, correct? Correct. That's what you said. All right. Horrible so game. The picks, the pick, the picks are up here for Week Six for both the Galaxy and LAFC game. Our wild card picks are up. Uh, by the way, I think uh, it, it, we should also make note here that uh, if you've been taking us in on a regular basis here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network, uh, feel free to follow us on any social media and 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 shoot us some direct messages. Slide into the DMs and what you <laughs> what 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 you like about the show, what you want to hear more of, uh, some ideas. If you have an idea for a certain guest you'd like to, us to get after, uh, you can follow. Follow me on Instagram at, at the real Rogo or at M Rogandino on Twitter. I'm trying to make more of a point to get out there on Twitter and put out some tweets on a weekly basis. Um, and uh, DK, throw out your handles. Yeah, one Dan Kennedy on, on both Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, shoot us a note, shoot us a follow, and and uh, we we need to get the other thing we need to do. Rogues get some get some fans on here anyway. Maybe we have a maybe we have a little a little especially and we don't have to wait till August till the first time first time that Galaxy and LAFC meet so we'll have to have maybe a little fan debate here right. uh, to call call into the show and, and talk about the culture and and why they think that their club is is the better of the two SoCal MLS teams that would certainly make for good fodder maybe, here. That, on the that sound, yeah, that sounds board. like a a good week uh, a good week for the uh, the podcast would be the El Trafico week so let's do it then. <laughs> All right, on that note, my brother, always good stuff. <laughs> guess, guess, we don't need guess, right? Oh, look at that. It's so smooth. It's smooth, smooth as 43 minutes and 27 seconds. Might be our high to, highest rated one of the season so far. Number they six. Just, the ratings close. just keep climbing, dude. They just keep climbing. We have to just keep going. That's we'll good. Giving the people right. what they want. Give, you get what you ask for, right? If you ask for content, you ask for a entertainment. This is it right here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. All right, DK, let's have a good week uh, in week six of, six of Major League Soccer. I'm going to hit the slopes tomorrow. Hopefully I don't come home with any injuries. And um, we'll be back at it right here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network with our week seven breakdowns coming up next week. Uh, until then, see you. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.